Asian Avengers. So weak. Asian, Asian <laughs> Avengers. So weak. So, so fuckable, bro. You know? Whoa. Whoa. There's five Asian guys together. Got wow. Together. Did you ever um, go through a stealing phase? Do I think everyone should have a gun? Maybe. Or you can look me up. I don't care. I'll fight you. I don't care. You want to get high as fuck? You, you like opium? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Asian Not Asian Podcast, the podcast where two Asian guys not from Asia talk about American issues no American cares about. I'm your host, Fumi Abe. I'm Mike Nguyen. And welcome. This is our 48th episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Quick shout out to uh, Listening Party Network and Canal Street Radio and Canal Street Market for having us. Check those guys on the Instagram. Yes. Uh, what's going on, dude? It's good, uh, to, uh, it's good to be here again. It's been, it's good. We're going to have a little marathon podcasting session. That's right. We're doing two today. You guys like content? <laughs> I hope you do. Um, dude, uh, uh, there was something funny I wanted to mention. Oh, yes. So you know how we have a Facebook, a secret Facebook group for the Patreon subscribers? Yes. Okay. Somebody came up with a very funny name for us. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is one thing we have not been working on is every podcast fan base needs a name. That's true. Okay, so yes. like if you listen to Bobby Lee's podcast, they're called the Sleepers. 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 Okay. Because he calls himself the Slept King slept king because he's like because nobody knows who he is exactly but he's a talented (laughs) so every every podcast has like you know come town they're like called the come boys or whatever right every podcast is a thing and we used to just call our listeners just na a and a a a listeners a and a listeners and then this one dude on our facebook group uh shouts to kim c is his facebook name he says that they 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 prefer to be called anals a n a n a l a asian not asian listener listener anals that's good. Yeah. We I love lo- anals. We love anals. <laughs> so, so thank you, anals, for so being here. very millennial. I know. Millennials are just really into, they're into two things. Um, universal basic income. Yep. And butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two things. The two things. I know kids these days, <laughs> they're all about equality. Exactly. And also fingers <laughs> in the butts. And sometimes Fortnite. So <laughs> Fortnite. Um, so yeah, shouts to Kim C for, uh, for coining that term. We're going to be using it from now on. I yeah, think. Shout um, out to all the anal out there. Yeah. You had a little celebrity moment this week. I did. I did. I was, uh, I was out at, um, mission Chinese though. There's one in Bushwick. Okay. And uh, I've never been to the one in New York, uh, the one in New York or in the one in San Francisco because they're like too crazy. There's like always a big line, but this one in Bushwick is nuts. It's like, and this is more evident later on, but when you go in there, it's like, um, you know, in like the Matrix when he goes clubbing, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. like that. It's like oh. super crazy lights inside. I mean, when you're trying to eat yeah. and like you can't see your food for a second because like it's <laughs> strobe, light. strobe light. <laughs> and there's like so much black light and like all the uh, staff who are really nice. Yeah. All like there's, they all have different looks, but like one guy has like a leather... I don't know, chassis thingy on his, you know what I'm saying? Like a leather, like bondage So you're saying thing? there's no uniform. People just wear these sexy, like no, yeah, sex it's just, party outfits. Yeah, everybody just looks like a hacker, you know? <laughs> and everything, everything, everybody looks like they're at a rave and stuff like that. And the food is crazy lit. I mean, I, I could talk about it a long time. But yeah, 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 um, yeah. But yeah like uh, as we were leaving, you know, we had paid and it was great dinner. And then uh, the hostess came up and she's like, hey, you know, just wanted to give you a little something. She came by with some drinks for yeah. me and uh, my, 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 the two people I was eating with. And Your wife? My wife. <laughs> She's very private. So, um, and her other friend, uh, Adriana. And we, and we, you know, she gave us these shots. She's like, hey, you know, just, we recognized you. And as soon as I said that, yeah. as soon as she said recognize, I was like, she thinks I'm someone else. <laughs> she, that's the thing with being a famous Asian, quote unquote, I'm not famous, but like, right, right, as right. A being a quote unquote famous Asian person, yes, yes. I'm just like, they, she, they, she thinks I'm Bobby Aquaf- Lee. Aquafina. Yeah. She, thinks I'm ba- she thinks I'm Aquafina. She thinks I'm Jimmy O. Yang. Yeah. Oh shit. Literally anybody else. Anyone else. And I was going to be like, okay, I'm, whoever she says next, yeah. 
I'm gonna have to pretend to be that person <laughs> for like five minutes because I'm not turning this shot oh down. Oh my god! Yes, I am, Jimmy O Yang. Yeah, oh, yes, I love Silicon, Silicon Valley. Valley. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but they they recognized us from the podcast, which I was surprised at because like yeah. uh, you know they were like cool like raving hipsters, not like Asian. Right, you and, know, and she people. wasn't even Asian. No, they weren't. That and was a bonus. Yeah, and you know what's funny is that there were a couple of Asian people there, there, uh, and one of them like looked like a regular Asian person, but then two of them were like almost like um, they were like uh, I don't even know what the look is. You know, sometimes like Japanese girls have like really done up hair, like really crazy done up hair. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they look like a doll. Yes, you know yes, what I'm yes, yes, and yes, I was yes, like, yes. of course, those two. Japanese girls are here like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, they look like I see, I see, I see. they had come off of the otaku pillow <laughs> and like and we're now living. That's a new Disney movie, right? Oh, <laughs> oh please, One, I just please. really I just want <laughs> Marco to be real. <laughs> and then she comes off of the she pillow. Let's go to Mission Chinese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was really that was it. So anyway, to Mission Chinese and uh, and it was great and it yeah, was so nice. So if you're in New York, definitely check out that restaurant. It's yeah. a good it's a good spot. Uh cool. Let's do our um Let's do a Patreon? Yeah, let's do it. So we got a lot this week. Awesome. We did, and I was very excited about that. And uh, let me just pull those names up real quick. So, uh, yeah, last week we ended with Annie Alves. So starting from her, uh, we got... uh, This is also, listeners, if you don't know what we're about to do right now, we always play this game with our Patreon subscribers. If you're a new member, we try to guess what your ethnicity is using your last name. Yes. A very dangerous game. (laughs) But uh, It's like uh, race roulette. Race roulette. You just never know. (laughs) So here you go. Uh, <laughs> Rui parentheses Ray Tang Rui R U I that's a Japanese name I right? know but parentheses R E I R E I so I don't know why she could just put R E I but then her last name is Tang huh so maybe it's like half Japanese half Chinese mix here mm. Mm. Ah. Tang I knew a Chinese guy named Tang I knew uh, one of my be- my best friend in high school was Rui uh, maybe they're related who knows uh, <laughs> so thank you uh, thank you Rui slash Ray Yep. Um, I hope you find who you are. Uh, <laughs> and then we have Isadora P. Torres. Uh, that's my friend. Oh, it is? Yeah. She okay. came to the show. I think I introduced you. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's Filipino, I guess. She is, yes, Filipino. Torres yes, there, if, finally. If, if Spanish, then, then Filipino. Filipino. Yes, yes, yes. Then we have Stacey Lynn. L Y N N. Now that is. Two N's. L Y N N. That's white. L Y N N. That's white. Yeah, that's like how. That's like how uh, white people spell Lynn. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, in the yeah, South. Yeah. Yes, yes. You know? Yeah. So, she, I don't know. Stacy, Just like some girl from Alabama, maybe. Cool. Maybe she was the waitress that... that the way, uh, yeah, man. Hey, maybe. Howdy, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Jay Moon. That's Korean. That's Korean Moon. as fuck. Are you kidding me? But Moon is a very rare Korean last name, I feel like. It's not as dominant as like Kim and Park, you know? It's not as dominant. Uh, it isn't. But uh, I feel it's like a real old school, like... Wasn't there some emperor named Moon or something? Oh, no, it was that religious leader. Oh, yeah, that's Moonies. what it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those dudes those dudes came to Berkeley and tried to, like, Recruit? seduce a bunch of us. Oh, my God. Yeah, they would, like, be everywhere. You'd, you'd get out of, like, the BART station and, like, they wouldn't, like, let you go, you know? You know, like, regular uh, street hawkers. Like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, they, yeah. If you say no, they kind of walk away. They would follow you all the way up to class. They Damn. Would, they'd walk for, like, you know, and they made a pretty good pitch because they're like, don't you want to get married? Well, and, that's, that's the thing. Is that it's they they tell you who to get married, so they're not all Koreans. 
Like they'll just they'll mix and match. So like I remember oh. those. There are a lot of them in Japan too. Oh, word. And I remember seeing like an older Japanese lady with like a dude straight from Africa. Whoa. And they're married, and they were like missionaries for this cause. Um, so uh, hopefully you're not in that cult. But uh, <laughs> Jay Moon, thank you so much for your for your investment. Uh, we appreciate it. We got a couple more. We got uh, Danger Andrew Danger Lee. That's his name, Andrew Danger L E. Danger. <laughs> Watch yourself. <laughs> Andrew Dangerly. Oh, you know what? This is the. This, this I think is, you, he, he, he gave himself a nickname. You're did. not allowed to do that. <laughs> cheated. He's cheated. a cheater. Come on. Wait, I think he works at Domo Taco. I think this is the guy. Oh, is he? Because he, he, he DM'd me. He's like, hey, can you shout out Domo Taco instead of me or whatever? Is so. he? Is his middle name really Danger? I didn't ask him that. You know, I don't. This is really interesting. What? <laughs> Does he go by Danger? That's like a dad joke, dude. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> So that must be good ass tacos. Well, though. I think he's Chinese. I'm okay. gonna go say Chinese. Shouts, yep. Then we have Thomas Yang. Oh, finally a normal name. Finally a Jesus. normal name. Okay, Chinese guy. Chinese Done. guy. Oh Yang. Maybe. Oh maybe yeah. Mong. Oh yeah, that's maybe true. Mong, maybe, right? Mong. maybe Mong. Yeah, maybe Mong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that could be cool. I like Shouts. how uh, uh, we know about Mong people. Mong now. people. Know. You know, There's thinking, so many more. I, you know, I was thinking the other day. I was like, man, if you're like a Mong rapper, you can't even represent. Oh <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you don't have a home. That's Shouts, so sad, right? Shouts to the mountains. Where my village is. It's in China. They have, they have to really just shout out China. So that's, that's sad. But hopefully you're Hmong and you made it. Um, so welcome to the U.S., Thomas. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for donating. <laughs> this Hope is your rap career goes well. <laughs> we just made up like, a whole like, oh, backstory God. to this okay. guy. Okay. Well, uh, let's see. I think that's it, right? That's Patreon. So thank you so much. Uh, again, listeners, if you don't know what we're doing right now, uh, you can support our podcast on patreon.com slash Asian, not Asian pod. Yep. And uh, with that money, we you know we have our studio. We have we invest in new equipment. We, uh, you know, just like ways to different ways to, to yeah. run this operation. So please help us out. If you like this podcast, tell your friends. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's that concludes that game. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Uh, should we get right into it? Let's do it. Okay, well, this week we have another guest. We've had a guest every week this month. We're going to have mad guests. I know. Because we, you and I, are, have, I'm just thinking about it. I'm running out of things to talk We've about. We've depleted our knowledge. I know, like, two things, and I've talked about them both already. Exactly. You know, and I've talked think, about your Japanese friend with the video game before. I've, I've talked, talked about, about that. Whatever. I've talked about, uh, my my I don't know my my glasses I don't know you yeah. know what I'm saying like yeah, there's yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. we're gonna run out of things running to say. out of things to say so we have to invite more 
more people on the podcast. Oh, I thought this old lady was about to come in. Oh, I thought that was a young lady with white hair. <laughs> you never know. You, you never know, know with Asian people. Dude. Yeah, I know. You okay, can never so. tell from the backside. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we have a very special guest today. Uh, she is an entrepreneurial journalist who documents innovation in music, media, and entertainment. She was a recent recipient of the, I don't even know how to pronounce this, Reaper Bond Festival's inaugural award for music business journalism. Whoa. Journalist of the year. Dude, big deal, bro. She writes for Billboard, Forbes, Pitchfork, Variety. Harvard Political Review. She just put that in there to flex. <laughs> That's got nothing to do with music. Yeah, she just put, to do with she that. put that in there. Yeah. Uh, so please uh, welcome to the show, Sherry. Who everybody? Yay. Thank you. So glad to be here. Thanks yes. Or, uh, you went to Harvard, right? I this did. Is, this is the first That's thing the that first came thing. up. That's, That's actually the, the only question we have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know Karen. I do, yeah. We're in the same year okay. at Harvard. Damn, yeah. that, that year is killing it. That year is killing it. <laughs> but you know that's what it is about, like, successful people. Bill Gates was roommates with some other guy. and Yeah. All those dudes all know, know each other. other. You, know, you know, the cast from The Office, they all kind of knew each other from, like, Brown and stuff. See? Wow. Yeah, they're all, like, they're all Ivy League. Like, Mindy Kaling went to Dartmouth. Uh, they all, like, uh, BJ Novak went to, like, one of those Ivy League. They all knew each other. Yeah. yeah. So you Crazy. knew Karen and, and stuff like that. And, and you're both writers, and you're a yes. uh, music, music writer. What does yeah. that mean, exactly? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so what I do now is... I would characterize it more as like business writing. So I write almost exclusively about music, but on the business side. So I've covered a ton about Spotify this year because mm -hmm. they just went public, um, streaming services, so Apple Music, SoundCloud, what they're up to. I've interviewed a lot of artists as well, but mostly on the career side, like how do you make your money? What oh. do you think about what Spotify is doing? There's been a lot of interesting debate about that. Oh, that, well, yeah. that's a really sensitive subject for artists. Yeah, no? is that like, does it, it is. get real Go in there with your notebook? Yeah, how, just, do you, hey, where, how do you make your money? Where do you get money? You look poor. <laughs> Yeah, you do like Asian momming situation. Exactly, you may be a success, but are you really? Yeah, yeah. let's go through these numbers. What, what, are, what do they like? What do they often say? I mean, so yeah, how, how does Spotify work? <laughs> no, I'm really serious. I'm, I'm always like, like this segment called "Introduce Mike." To <laughs> no, I, I understand the the platform, but then, like, you used to. Used to, I feel used to get money from like I guess you sell a record, but now there's no such right. thing. Right. And so like they don't get, they, do they get paid like from per play? No, right. No. So yeah, the way Spotify pays out is at the end of every month, I believe, or like after a certain period of time, they'll divide all the money they've generated by market share. So say like if, so I'm sure like Taylor Swift is still getting a ton of streams right now, and so. Um, she'll get a, like a really large portion of um, all the revenue that Spotify made, or all the major record labels will get like the lion's oh. share of that revenue, and then come oh. everyone else. And then on average, it adds up to uh, like point zero zero five, um, like point zero zero five dollars per stream. Oh, yeah. I see. So that's the average, so but that's it, but that's not how it's paid out. It's like right. they sort of like divide mm. the pie based on how many streams. Are you allowed to got. say which artists you've spoken to? Yeah, about yeah, this? I can. Yeah. Oh, about um, just money generally. Yeah, these people you interviewed. Yeah, I've. I usually try to bring it up. Um, at least, yeah, at least once for every interview. Let's see. Biggest artist. Uh, I interviewed Steve Aoki. Whoa. For, yeah. We for, talked about him. What's he like? Oh, he he's really smart. Um, yeah. Really down to earth. Like super eloquent. Definitely one of the most. I found. Yeah. Not all artists. Um, one care or two like want to talk or like know how to talk about money yeah, and it's, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like a requirement at all no of course yeah. it's, it's but, mainly um, cocaine is the main requirement <laughs> right right, right. Um, what, what's Steve Aoki smell like is, you just get closer to the smell oh unfortunately this was a phone interview oh, oh. lame she's I a know. fraud she's a fraud <laughs> she's a fraud it wasn't even Steve Aoki I'm sorry <laughs> no but uh 
I mean, like, I guess I, <laughs> that's I, a good question. Though. Yeah, yeah, this is. Do a lot of artists feel that Spotify and and that kind of streaming model is good for them? I guess they don't yeah. really. Make, I mean, mm. like artists, oh, usually make money from like selling T-shirts and and touring, right? Yeah. So. Chance is actually a pretty good example of this because I think he he built his fan base by releasing music for free, so oh. he wasn't even like getting like he, us. Yeah, no, <laughs> we're the chance. We're the chance. <laughs> the rapper. Comedy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. every every yeah. The most podcasts are the chance. Yeah, they're t- doing the chance to rapper model essentially. Yeah, where they're, like, this is cool. Releasing their episodes for free, right? Um, but then he makes a ton of money from merch. So he has like all like the chance hats with the three yeah. on them. That's, right. That's yeah. right. Or like sweaters that are super colorful, like for coloring book. Like those are super popular. Um, and I mean, from shows for sure. Yeah. That's it. interesting. So like you think the way like the music business is kind of evolving from an artist's point of view because it's no longer just about the music. Just like in comedy, it's not about stand up anymore. You have to have all these other things, it's right? It's not about mm. being so, funny, bro. It's, it's about like, cool haircuts. You gotta have you gotta have a fashion label. That's like so much work for an artist. It's so much yeah. I this is, yeah, this is like very contentious in that um, yeah, a lot of people are saying like music helps sell everything mm-hmm. except the actual music. Yes, like music. So true. Like the song is almost the advertisement to yes. oh, for everything for, else, for the, right? For the, for the is, personality, and then yeah. the personality really is selling. And then mm-hmm. you're selling. I guess that's what like, Cardi B does, basically, right? Like right. for her, sure, her music gets her on the map, and then she's hilarious on Instagram. And, and then like everybody mm-hmm. wants to do all these things with yeah. her. Yeah. Like Can I ask you something? How did yeah. you like get into all this? Because you know you're from upstate New York. I, I assume your you, your parents you know raised you well. You know you look <laughs> nice and you're very smart. Thank you went you. to Harvard. <laughs> um, wh- why? Why music business journalism? How did that come about? Yeah, I so I completely fell into the writing side of things, but I've wanted to work in music for a while. So I grew up. Um, this is like I. So I really loved it, but it's also a very Asian thing to do. I grew up like playing a ton of classical piano. Oh yeah, and I actually I went to Juilliard pre college in New York for <laughs> high school. No, and that was so successful. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Do you oh know gosh. about Juilliard pre-college? I don't even know what you're talking about. Ju- at all. Ju- you know, Juilliard. I've, is. I've heard of that. Okay, Juilliard is like one of the top music schools in the world, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pre-college. Yeah. Correct me if I'm long, wrong. Is for high schoolers who are like kind of at that level, like already performing at that that world level, and they just go there to get extra practice. And, yeah. I, I, and I think a lot of these people who go, don't they kind of miss out on school stuff because like they're so, so busy yeah, with it music? It depends. So like for me, I just went to like my normal local high school. Just like to did that and then pre, the pre-college program is mostly on Saturdays oh, so people okay, go okay, in okay. and it's mid, a lot of middle and high school students and they go in they take private lessons like music theory ear training um, they'll have like a studio class where like everyone under the same teacher sort of like workshops oh, performances cool. for each other yeah it was I thought it was really fun just because I loved it mm-hmm. um, and so yeah that was my path for a while to like yeah. audition for a conservatory right. and like go that route oh wow um, yeah but then but yeah then after, you did Harvard <laughs> 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 Dude, that is such, plan. that is such a theme on this podcast. <laughs> People have this like, yo, okay, Juilliard, I didn't work out. You know what my backup plan is? Is working at Bobo Guys. <laughs> One it's, day, it's seriously amazing. But please go okay, on. Okay, okay. So, yeah. then, so then, so you were, so you were, you wanted to go to the conservatory, but then, yes, but then I ended up. It was actually my own piano teacher, and I am grateful for this. Who suggested that I not do that, not do piano full-time, just because huh. it's... So in her mind, she was like, you should do classical piano full-time if you have... Um, if that's, like, the only thing you have going for yourself, like, if you don't have anything else. Yes. And I happen to be 
um, like super into. I was I was also like very academic and like super bookish, but I like really liked math and I like wanted to study more of that. And probably if I did conservatory full time, there would not have been like any opportunity to do any Anything of that else. stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm super grateful that she said that because I was still able to do a ton of music in college. I did a lot of like chamber music. I was mm-hmm. in a choir for a year. Um, and then, yeah, like, and so from pretty early on, I was, so my major was in stats and I was thinking about like, how do you, what, what, what is the intersection of stats and music look like? Hmm. And speaking of Spotify, like, I think that's one of their biggest yes. selling points is like, like everything like Discover Weekly, Release Radar, like how the way they recommend music, that's all like data science right. driven. Mm-hmm. So like those problems are really interesting to me early on. And then I... Um, randomly go to this advertising and media career fair during mm-hmm, my junior mm-hmm, year mm-hmm. and I run into my current editor at Forbes who's one of the publications I write for and I mentioned that I'm interested in music and tech and immediately he was like we need more people to write about streaming for us now like you should consider submitting samples oh that's cool and I was I was so surprised to hear that because like to be honest at the time I like I didn't think of Forbes as a music resource right um, they've definitely <clears throat> grown since then I think they've improved a lot but I was like, oh, that's cool. They're interested. I'll I'll try that out. Had so, you like written anything at this point? I had, like the most I'd written was in college, like an arts column for the Harvard Crimson, which is hmm. the newspaper. But like that was it. I had, I had no journalism. Like I wasn't a staff writer anywhere. Dude, a, yeah. a job, a, a career fair at Harvard sounds amazing because they just like give you jobs <laughs> like that. <laughs> that so, did not happen at my school or so, my college. Yeah, and so I, I like speaking of career fairs. So the advertising media career fair. Um, is sort of at the tail end of the recruiting craze that happens like junior, senior year. Yeah, yeah. And I was pulled into all the other ones that happened earlier, which are like all the consulting ones, right. finance ones, mm. tech ones. And because I was a stats major and like that's where all the stats majors are going, I was like, oh my God, oh, I'm, I'm missing those, out. All those companies are so it. horny for people like that. <laughs> so, did you say stats? <laughs> right. Ooh, girl. <laughs> Let me slide into those DMs. <laughs> Go ahead. Basically, yeah. But I, I became disillusioned with that whole process Ooh, tell me why yeah well so with, I love disillusionment mm. from young people yeah <laughs> <laughs> tell me more join me join me yeah so I think consulting is is really interesting in theory I think in terms of the types of problems you have to solve but the process of even getting a job mm. I feel like homogenizes people mm. that's just my opinion just because you have you have to read these entire books of like case yeah. case studies yeah, right yeah, yeah, and like yeah. that's what the most important part of the interview is often based on like can you solve this case huh. and it's like I, I yeah I I realize this I don't think this is unique to Harvard at all but people go, will go in a lot of people go in freshman year with these huge like really ambitious dreams like I need I want to change the world I want to do like study the intersection of this and this yeah, like yeah, imagine that. yeah 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 <laughs> and then, yeah and then my junior year they're like oh I need just need, yeah. I need money I, I want to have a job yeah, and out. then they yep. like funnel everyone Into so yeah that's thing. that's sort of the feeling that I got and I didn't want to ooh that yeah dude that is such a mature thought to have as an 18 super advanced that's <laughs> crazy no you I mean see that the idea of having because I think when you're in college and I mean I just remember in college like you ask any s- freshman sophomore junior like name all the jobs you can and most people mm. probably don't name like 10 jobs besides you know what I'm saying yeah. like, it's yeah. like mm-hmm. doctor lawyer fireman yeah fucking astro- <laughs> astronaut you think of those things but then there's like tons of other things and that's really where things could be interesting yeah. and you could find something cool and you know make money and stuff like that I think that's that's yeah so it's like I didn't I don't think I realized that until like I think like last month yeah, you know, for no, me, I'm, you know, whatever this is, you right. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Right. No, I totally, I think I, someone, 
I've asked this question to myself or like it came up a conversation and yeah there were probably not even 10 yes. or th- like that were being presented to people exactly um, like le- like journalism somewhat but that was like an afterthought after all this right. consulting finance and stuff. you kind of yeah. think of journalism as like you know oh, uh, you know, excuse me I'm from the uh, Herald Press yeah, question yeah. mayor you know like you think of like journalism <laughs> like that right yeah or like the people yeah the, the normal people or the normal path um, if you're thinking of, like the most regimented way is to become um, like a managing editor of the Crimson right. or the Political Review or something, mm. and then those are the roles that, for sure, the big metropolitan papers like the Boston Globe, like that's who they go to to Got recruit. It. So like that's totally understandable. But um, yeah, so like it seems very restrictive anyway. So it's like oh, like I, I'm not getting that position, so might as well not even try. Got so, it. How, so how did your how did your parents take all this? Because you're technically a freelancer, right? I am a freelancer. You, you get a Harvard degree and you get a, you're a freelancer now. Yes. <laughs> so technically, yes. Mike and I are better than you. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice try. <laughs> um, no, yeah, this was definitely. You know, my parents were not. They're definitely supportive now, but it took a while for them to like feel easy about it. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I don't know how common this is, but yeah, there definitely be a lot of times where I'd visit back home. Um, after like having so yeah I started freelancing my junior year it was like while I was still doing classes and I knew by senior year I like really wanted to pursue this full time Um, my mom would always use this language of like oh like it's really supportive but like don't don't forget to explore like don't, don't forget to like keep looking at other yeah um like professions. yes <laughs> <laughs> right right what do you think about this drill huh? you, <laughs> you like drill? rollers <laughs> just be open-minded that's what asian parents are like very uh that's the only time they're into open relationships <laughs> let's not be too committed to anything hey you know what just try it out be a little polyamorous with your career choices <laughs> that's such a good point oh my yeah. god yeah but yeah, yeah. so th- so okay go ahead yeah so that, that was one part um and yeah, I think there are many reasons for that and the main I think and they all point to this notion of financial stability of or lack thereof right yeah yep. um, and yeah actually growing up so both my parents now actually are like running their own companies or like mm-hmm. st- starting them but growing up they were extremely traditional to the point of discouraging entrepreneurship yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah like they wouldn't want just they just thought it was too risky you just like just go into the most stable career like yep. in the very beginning yep um, but yeah, but I think after so now I've I've freelanced in New York for around a year and a half, and I um, I'm like really fortunate to have like made enough money to cover expenses and everything, and I'm like so I'm not like I'm like pretty comfortable, and so I think my parents having seen that they're like more they're a bit more at ease. And they're yeah, like, man, okay, you got fine. like yeah. a like a rom com job as I call it. You know what I'm saying? You know like oh the, you know like oh my god, you know it's like Sherry just moved to the big city. <laughs> She got a job. What is yeah. she? She's a writer, just like Sex in the City, and she has to go and interview Chance the Rapper. <laughs> you know, like such cool things. I mean, so do you go to a lot of shows and stuff like that too? Yeah, I I see this as one of the biggest perks of my job Absolutely. for sure. Yeah, so I haven't I haven't written that many concert reviews yet, but I try to go to as many shows as I can. I go to a ton of conferences that also have entire festivals attached to them. Oh, cool! And like as a speaker, you just get free access to the festival. That's, That's like sick. mind blowing. To yes. Me. Yeah. What kind of bands have you seen so far? Slash, what's your like? Do you, do you? I mean, you still play music. You still like music. Like, mm. are, you, are you? What kind of genres are you into? Yeah. Oh, I think about this so much because it's like not classical at all. So That's I okay. yeah, like I listen to a ton of hip hop now. <gasps> okay. <Right>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, listeners, Mike just lit up. Is this, so, is this the first word he I have understands? so many questions. I have so many questions about this. First of all, yeah. I think it's hilarious that data science is involved in hip hop because, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, hmm, how many times do they say the word booty? Right. <laughs> 
94. Okay, you know, like, that that, that know. data is being funneled up into. I, I, I do think about that sometimes because like JJ Cal would be like, we the best, and then Sherry would be like, not so fast. No, hold on here. Not according to, according your numbers, to this, so it looks like you're down three percentage points. Yeah, exactly. So I just yeah. Anyway, so okay, you listen to hip hop. Love that. Yeah, a ton of hip hop. Like I, so I've not seen Saba yet, but like Saba's one of my favorite. Don't even know who that is. I don't know who that okay, is um, really good rapper from Chicago. I have seen Chance. Oh, um, yeah. I've seen Chance twice actually. Awesome. Yeah, um, both amazing performances. The so the, the last big festival I went to was one called Primavera Sound in Barcelona, oh, which shit. I don't know if you either of you've heard of it. Like I didn't hear about it until I got the opportunity to no. like speak at the conference there, but. Uh, like Lord was headlining, Whoa. Arctic Monkeys were there, Bjork was also there. Whoa. So it was a really good mix of people. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So that Dude, was a lot of fun. I, I want to ask you this because I always talk about this with Mike, but we never know the answer. <laughs> you mentioned some of these bands, right? Like Arctic Monkeys, right? Yeah. Do what? Because this is a, this is a fact, right? Mm-hmm. R and B hip hop is the most popular genre today. Uh, yes, yes. Right. Yes. Like just in terms just of charts. money, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you think about. You know, when we were like, even in early 2000s, when I was in middle school, 2005-ish, you turn on like the most popular radio, like a Hot 97, uh, and you'd hear like a Creed or like a Nickelback, and mm. it wasn't the best rock music, but they were on the top 10, right? And now all of that is gone. Mm. And so now my question to you is, what happened to rock and roll? <laughs> what happened to it? Where is it? Yeah. Proving <laughs> just became like 72. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to all rock and roll what music? To it? No, you, that's America. Yeah. Have you written about that? I so I've not written about it, but I think about it all the time. Just so one, the, so there have been a bunch of studies yes. showing that. <laughs> I just love data. I, yeah, data, 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 facts. <laughs> I also have questions about whatever happened to hip hop. Okay, go ahead, but go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I, yeah, I do want to ask that question. Go ahead. Another totally valid question. Yes. Yeah, so studies have shown that, like, yeah. So in like 80s 90s even 2000s yeah there's such a variety of <laughs> such a variety of music you'd hear right like yes. pop rock right and like now actually like the billboard top 100 sounds so much more homogenous like yes. yeah everything is a trap beat everything yeah. or like i feel like five years ago everything had a dubstep beat for whatever reason yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. it was it's just like trend chasing Yes. As opposed to like really moving the needle. So yeah, rock and roll on one hand is like not doing that well on streaming because they're like their listeners are the listeners for like the key bands, some people would argue are aging and like they still want to buy CDs or See like that buy vinyl. Get out of here. <laughs> you old ass <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, okay. So so that's one thing. But on the other hand, so speaking of festivals, just one example of uh like a festival that sort of has tracked all these changes is Coachella. And like the yeah. So this year's Coachella lineup is I think really good and really diverse, but I feel like in previous years, this is not unique to Coachella at all, but I feel like every year would be headlined by like some reunion of a band uh, that had not performed for like 10, 20 years. Oh. So so like Red Hot Chili Peppers, yeah, 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 they did yeah, a whole yeah, festival yeah, circuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Eagles were performing Whoa, yeah. a bunch last year. At, at that. I actually saw them in LA. They're, they're really good, but also like they've been around for, for decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so they make a lot of money on this, like cashing in on nostalgia, almost. Oh yeah. Like people being like, so, "Oh, the good old days." So the know? rock and roll has become like, like a, um, like something like an antique shop almost. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just like I'm a little old now. That's, <laughs> you know, this is interesting because t- with that, I mean, do you play guitar? I've um, I've learned a little bit. I don't okay, play. so yeah. you're probably you, probably super good at you it. You are familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll go to Harvard. <laughs> I've been practicing for six hours. <laughs> Um, Gibson, you, you are familiar with Gibson Guitars, right? The company? I am, yeah. Did mm-hmm. you know that they went out of business? I did, yeah. Isn't that Whoa, insane? really? They yep. Went, 
Mm-hmm. I thought that was like the biggest company that's, or whatever. The that's, that, that's what I'm saying with the whole this rock and roll is dead thing. It's like on a corporation level, it's it's dying as well. Yeah, man. Like, mm. and that's, I don't know. I, I guess is that like where do you see music going? Is that kind of music just kind of like there are remnants of rock mm-hmm. in pop songs? You know, like Ed Sheeran a little bit, a little Even bit. Even that dude's yeah. a doing a little hip hop. Which Harry is kind of, Styles, he, like when his album came out, he was framed as like bringing rock back, but. Yeah, and I, I, mean, really I would even consider yeah. like some Adele stuff. Of, I mean, unfortunately, I would con- mm. consider some of that stuff to be rock, just because it has like a more of a bluesy feel, for sure, which mm. no other songs have today. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's slowly, slowly just evaporating. So, like, where do you kind of where do you see, where do you see music going? Like, is it just this homogenous thing? Yeah, I is, was mm. uh, I was lis- I was like in an Uber. That's the only time I listened to music. Yeah, I was in an Uber, <laughs> and they were playing, you know, whatever, water, whatever main, you know, mainstream thing. And it was the radio, and all of the songs. I didn't. I, re- I recognized that one. That one song by that that Dragons band, Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons. And yeah. like all pop songs now, sound like EDM ish with yep. like mm-hmm. a stadiumy feel to yeah. it. Yeah. Like yeah. everything's. I thought I didn't know the song ended and another one began because ah, it was just like every single song yeah. sounded like that. Yeah. With like a drop, and then everybody was supposed to clap at the same time. Anyways, yeah. but go continue. Have you Have you seen something called the four chord song? No. By Axis of Awesome. So this was made uh, a really long time ago, like five, ten years ago, but it's more relevant now than ever. So they realized that all of these um, like really famous pop songs or rock songs like She Will Be Loved by Maroon 5, um, a bunch of songs by Katy Perry, they all had the same four chords. Oh, wow. Just looping. Mm. So they made a medley where literally like an- one song ended and another, another began. <laughs> because, because you could do that. And like, yeah, I feel like you could do that with all the songs on the radio now. So what? So, yeah. so yeah, to Fumi's point, what do you right. think about like this sort of directionality of music? So one thing that I've noticed is that uh, music is, so while, yeah, while a lot of these harmonies maybe are being more homogenous, the inspirations geographically, like mm. that's where the next sort of frontier is. So uh, like, Despacito was a huge yes. craze, and yep. like after that, there's so much money being funneled into like, oh, we need collabs with all these Latin artists, and yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that's still in its early phases, actually. Like I think you'll see more of that for sure, and also like bilingual songs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's more and more of that in English and Spanish, which is awesome. Um, there's actually there's a K-pop group, Super Junior. So yeah, like K-pop is sort of the biggest example of this. So two K-pop groups that have released songs in. Um, Korean, English, and Spanish all together, and, 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 and they have like a Latin beat, Whoa. like reggaeton beat, and they're they're not bad. Like yeah. you can tell they've been um, like pushed through a factory, <laughs> sort, of, <laughs> sort of, and like polished. They're more and, machine than man, than man now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you sort of get that feel, but it's like it's a catchy song, and they have you know, yeah. So, so th- th- that's where I sort of see things going, things be more international, which I think is good. Like it's not. Um, for sure, all the money made in music was previously focused so much on the U.S. Yes. Like, like that's they made the most of their money. That's where all the major labels are headquartered. But uh, I feel definitely there's an expansion. Yeah. Mm. The uh, we we had another guest on here before, and uh, Woody, and we were talking to him about K-pop, and he was you know he had some concerns about like whether it was ever going to really become quote unquote mainstream. Mm. Uh, he said it was. He felt it was you know just too too other as he said as he says very different. It's not in English like the the. The dudes look got weird hair and stuff like that. I mean, you were just looking at at, at uh, the shop at Canal Street Market that's got a whole bunch of K-pop stuff, mm-hmm. and I think you probably have a lot of opinions about like, you know, we saw a lot of growth obviously in 2018, and and uh, who was that one group that played here? Um, that played here? The, the oh, really, BTS. Yeah, BTS. BTS. You know, yeah. like you know, mm-hmm. a lot of fans, a lot of people, very, very, very in right now. But 
you know, where do you see that sort of playing out? Yeah, so first off, this might be a hot take, maybe not, but I feel like uh, the the concept of a mainstream even Ooh. Ooh, is like, like not that. even relevant anymore. Oh. Damn. See, I thought I had checkmate her. But then she's like, we're not even playing chess. Full house. Damn. So, okay, so go continue, continue. Because that's a really interesting point because, I, you know, again, to like, I was listening to the radio and I was like, do people listen to the radio? Do like, yeah. you know, like, what is the music mm-hmm. like? Because yeah. like all the music I get is from some data scientist nerd telling me that, you know, uh, you know that that the this is what you might yeah, like. the Twenty One Savages fire. I'm like, yes. okay, cool. Right, so, right. like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, continue. Yeah. So, it's like, think of K-pop as an example. It's um, for sure global. Only to get more global mm-hmm. in its popularity. Millions and millions of fans. But I would still call it niche. Yeah. Like, it's not. Yeah. I wouldn't call it mainstream yeah. per se. And thinking back to, uh, I mean, I wasn't like alive then. But when like Michael Jackson and Jackson Five were first like coming up. Um, just the way that people listen to music, like radio was one of the few channels I feel like people really had, or there's more of a communal sense of like everyone was listening right. to this, yes. right? And or everyone was watching MTV right. when like Thriller came out or like all these amazing mm-hmm. music videos came out. Um, and it isn't necessarily better, but it was more like the moment something came out on one of those channels, like everyone knew about it. And so I, I don't think it's too too much to say that there probably won't be anyone with the same um, like global renown as someone like uh, Michael Jackson for like a really long time, right? Just just because like listening That's is so much more fragmented. That's just not the way we do it anymore, yeah. right? Yeah, That's because so because the experience is so individualized. Yeah, definitely much yeah. more individualized. Yeah, I feel like the Spotify interface is so much about like we know you and just you. Like yeah. no one else matters. Like so your taste matters. This is my yeah. question. Yeah. Is yeah. right. So so Spotify has all these data points on us, and they they so what I see on the, my screen is different from what you see on your screen. Same thing with Netflix. Yeah, you know, I was YouTube. just thinking about this the other day. I was trying to write a joke about Marie Kondo and I was testing it out and I legit asked the audience, like, who knows Marie Kondo? Because mm. on my social media, according to my Twitter, everybody knows about Marie Kondo. Yeah. Only seven people clapped. Yeah. Only seven people, and this is a you know, comedy club, so there's people from all over the, all over the country, yeah, maybe yeah. the world, and that just goes to show you, like, this is not yeah. reality. Yeah. Like, my phone is not, my, is not what's actually yes. happening in the real world. And that's something to think about, right? So totally. then my point is, like, because they have so much data on us and they just shove all these recommendations, is there such thing as like just genuine discovery anymore? Is everything just mm. kind of like calculated, you know? Mm. It's yeah. like, I'm just listening to what they think I should listen to because I have no other choice because this is what I see. Damn, they give a- me 10 songs, yeah. I just pick, and I like the seventh song. Damn, this so, is a good yeah. ass interview, man. Damn, wow, that's <laughs> yeah. a real question. I thought so, we were gonna talk about dicks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sort of doing this experiment with myself right now to figure out whether, so I thought, um, yes, there is such a thing as pure discovery. Like, there's a way to um, sort of like be free from the algorithm, or however you want to put it, right? So I'm doing this experiment now where um, I, I still pay for Spotify Premium, um, and I think it's really valuable and it offers a lot of value. But I'm doing the majority of my discovery um, not on Spotify anymore. So I'm like trying to go to like uh, music blogs or mm. Bandcamp is the place I go to a lot now to try mm. to like find new music. And I realized that it act, it actually might be impossible to completely escape the algorithm. Because no. so so what, as like an example, yeah. Yeah, so Twitter is actually inter- so I spend a lot of time on Twitter, and some of these discoveries that I've been tracking are from um, 
are from like posts that people have made on Twitter, like check out this artist. But even like Twitter's feed is not totally chronological anymore. Yeah. It's like it's algorithm. Yeah, it's like being curated automatically mm-hmm. for you um, based on I guess your previous activity. Yeah. And so like even if I feel like oh this is so spontaneous, like mm. not completely, it's it's being like curated for me. Um, yeah, the closest thing there might be to completely pure discovery is going into a record store. Asking, oh shit! Like, yeah, <laughs> oh, shit. yeah right. so I was gonna say, yeah, yeah like you just kind of like like getting your fingers dirty and yeah, like, or yeah. like cl- combing through something, exactly. like a stack of crap. Yeah, yeah. or like asking um, someone who works there, who like to recommend something for you, which is a very different oh, model. You have to talk to a person. Well, okay. <laughs> I know about this, man. I remember, like, I mean, what this might. So Spotify already existed when you were in college, right? It did. It did. So it mm-hmm. came out when I was in like when I was a junior, but I had like a secret code. So I had it like the year right. before because yeah. I was interning at Sony. So I had like a secret code. Very cool. But like before that happened, my freshman year, I don't know if you did this, like um, we would bring hard drives to each other's dorms and we would swap music. I mean, I I, awesome. I was in college during the Napster years and I did, okay. I pirated. You like pirated, right. Mm-hmm. And that was like the whole like, uh, you know, that's, when you know mp3s were the yeah, thing yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you didn't know if you were downloading you know computer aids or if right. you're downloading whatever you know right. so yeah, yeah. But, but like you would just dis- you would discover like i mean you would probably just download whatever you saw on like i don't know bt or vh1 or something like that yeah right? exactly yeah yeah, yeah. i mean I, I think back then recommendation from a friend it was a huge source yes. oh yeah totally but I mean, think about it now. Like, how often do you ask your friend, "Hey, what are you listening to these days?" I never ask that anymore yeah. because because Spotify knows what yeah, I should. Yeah, exactly. You know? mm-hmm, I'll, mm-hmm. I, you know, that's such a funny thing because I'm listening to you know rap caviar on yeah. Spotify, mm. yeah. and I just assume that that's cool. Right, right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know yeah. any one you know what I'm saying uh, I, I, the only person who I guess I would even trust with music I wouldn't trust you Fumi you have terrible taste but <laughs> Sherry I would trust Sherry you right. know what I'm saying so yeah. I would probably ask her but otherwise like yeah. who, I don't know you know and I just assume that if it's on this this list it must be good or whatever popular you right. know what I'm saying I have no idea that, can mm-hmm. you speak a little bit more about the importance of a playlist today because that's like yeah. that's, the, that's the that's the radio right that's like the shit it is totally the new radio yeah especially uh, yeah like if you get on something like Rap Caviar a lot of rappers have started their careers by being placed on that playlist whoa yeah. Yeah. we should so- get on there <laughs> well because sometimes um, I'll come across a, a, a band or R&B artist and I'm like this is a really good song and if you look at their album cover you can clearly tell they're an amateur Oh. Right, but it's like, but now I know who they are, and I'm checking out their shit, and now I've downloaded their stuff, and now they're like oh, in okay. my oh, cycle, oh, oh, oh. right? So yeah, totally. And there's, I don't know if you guys know about this concept of choice paralysis, but it's like oh, the more yes. choice you have, the more you go towards what you're familiar with already. Oh, totally. Yeah, uh, I, I feel just, like I've played the same like four songs <laughs> over and over. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like, but yeah. So spot, yeah, Spotify. It's so interesting because the way that Spotify, Apple Music, uh, however many other services market themselves, it's always like we have. 30 million tracks like 40 million tracks and like yeah yeah, all of us probably only listen to like how many a day like I probably only listen to like the same 20 maybe it's all Backstreet Boys one (laughs) right yeah so yeah that's why playlists are so important is that people will like go to Spotify um, especially their first time user be like whoa 30 million tracks where do I start like there's no way to do that or yeah, very few people I think can like navigate that confidently mm-hmm. without getting overwhelmed oh, yeah. very quickly. So yeah. yeah. See, this is uh, you, what I'm learning from you is that 
I, this is the path I should have taken with music. <laughs> yeah. Because Fu, yeah, I don't know if you know Fumi was like was studying a, to do all that. Yes, stuff I was too. super into music in high school. Oh. I went to NYU for music business. I oh, really no way. yes, I really wanted to work in the music business. I think that was partly because I wasn't you know, the Asian in me was like, you can't make a living being a rock star. So I was <laughs> like, I guess I'll just wear a suit. <laughs> you know. And so mm. I, I interned for like a bunch of music companies and stuff like that. But mm. it was it was an interesting time because it was right when Spotify was coming out and the whole model was changing. I could have worked as a like you know entry level job at like Sony Ep- or uh, what was it Columbia Epic or something at the time, which no longer exists. It's all like the right, same right, now. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just wasn't sure that like where the industry was going and stuff like that. And you know there are people like Jeff Benjamin who we talked about. He, he was also in my program. He chose this very specific thing, K-pop, to write about, and now he's found a lot of success in that. You mm. know. And so I think at the time it was like you had to really have a strong point of view on the industry or you weren't going to make it as a an employee of the industry you know yeah i i also think yeah so that's such so interesting because i think if i were to write about music and tech um 10 years ago when like even now there are people on like the industry side who are like very like high up execs who um are like fear-mongering about napster like all the time mm. or it's like like if, if you bring up Napster it's like oh we can't can't touch that or like Napster like ruined the music industry yeah, and like yeah, yeah. this was a ton of money um, yeah that's, that's so interesting yeah I think I entered and started writing like right at a time when like people were being more optimistic about yeah. streaming finally yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah I think it was a wild west for a long time yeah you know yeah. I remember you know you download shit and then everything was you, you, I'm never gonna pay for anything ever any anymore yeah. but then also like how we you know, to your point about uh, the choice paralysis thing, like I remember I would like load up your iTunes of all your your library and you'd have all these songs and then because you downloaded them, right? It was all like, a, like none of them were named right. Yeah. They all, yeah. Like, all the tagging was crazy and you'd be sitting there for like days going through it. And then like the whole, and then for a while, remember it was like Apple was like, oh, well you can, you can have music, but then you can only have it on three devices or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I guess that'll be good because you know, I mean, when are we ever going to buy another phone or whatever, right? You yeah. know, like, and now we go through that shit constantly. Yeah. And now, and, and that was just like, you would just have like these hard drives full of music right but you i mean you're not i don't know what i'm doing you know like you yeah. can't manage all that shit you yeah. know so mm. now it's like finally there's a way to kind of do it but then to your point now we're kind of like locked into this thing where someone's choosing for us a little bit yeah and uh, yeah something i wanted to bring up have you looked at your spotify wrapped like your year oh yeah let's stats? do that let's play that game oh no 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 i don't want to do that <laughs> we have to we have to oh god you know so <laughs> mine was cardi b <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> but I don't think it's accurate because I did listen to her album, but like the whole year, you know, that shit came mm. out, you know, I don't know when it came That's out. That's true. It came out a while. Yeah. I don't think it's accurate, yeah. but Cardi B was my number one. <laughs> what, was, what was yours? Saba was my number one. I listened a lot to Anderson Pack. Also. Oh, I love Anderson yeah, Pack. Yeah, his, his last two albums, like it's probably the most recent one was, yeah, they're oh, both so really fire. good. Yeah. What was yeah. yours, dude? I think it was the Hamilton uh, <laughs> soundtrack. Yes! Yes! Amazing. So yes, I could not I, have predicted that. I know. I think about I think about it all the time because I'm like I'm, I'm always like swagged out. I got my like I got my you know I got my Supreme on. I got my yeah. my Jordans and shit yeah. like that. And I got my like Sony headphones in. And I'm just yeah. like yeah. So you know. Yeah. And I'm just like people yeah. don't even know that I'm listening to about Alexander Hamilton and like George Washington and like yeah George Washington. And I'm like oh shit Thomas Jefferson is about to go. It's blowing up. You know. That's amazing. That's incredible. Yes. Thank you. 
And we are back with Race News. We're continuing on with uh, our guest today, Sherry Hu, uh, our music expert. And today, uh, our Race News, we want to do something with you. Uh, I saw this headline the other day. It says, Blackpink, which is a, a popular K-pop female group, uh, set to be the first K-pop girl group to perform at Coachella. Uh, the article later reads, um, when festival organizers released the official music lineup poster on Wednesday, the K-pop group was billed at the top of the list, performing on the first day of the festival, along with hit makers such as Janelle Monet and Diplo. Oh. That's, that's big leagues. Even though Blackpink has never performed in the U.S., its songs have made waves in the American pop culture. The group released Do 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 Do. <laughs> that's what it says. 2018. <laughs> do 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 Do, <laughs> which became you're, you're pronouncing that wrong, but yeah, <laughs> became the highest charting song by a K-pop girl group in the Billboard Hot 100 after it debuted at number 55 in June. Cool. Uh, so yeah, they're coming to Coachella. Uh, just a side note: there's also a, a Japanese group that's going to be performing there, and also an indie Korean group, uh, indie rock group called Hyuko, uh, and the J-pop group is called Perfume. So what, what what do we think about this? I mean, this is a big deal. I saw the lineup. You know, it's got like Ch- Childish Gambino. It's got a lot of these like Tame Impala, right? Like mm. all these really really big heavy hitters. And you know, I don't. You've been to a lot of music festivals. Coachella definitely has that like. I don't know how else to say it, but it's got this like Molly energy, right? Yeah, mm. oh, it's yeah. Molly energy. Yeah. Love right? Molly. It's like young, mm-hmm. attractive. And when I say white, I don't mean the race, but like that kind of culture, like South, oh, for like, sure. South, like USC type culture. You yeah. know, like USC. Um, I know, like there are stores like Urban Outfitters that time their lines around Coachella, or like they'll like be like, oh, you sh- here here are the outfits you should buy. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so much so much uh, appropriation happening. Yeah. <laughs> Jean right. shorts and the right. Indian, and the Indian head, mm-hmm. and then like you're holding a watermelon slice. Right. Which oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> you don't eat it. It's actually not real. <laughs> <laughs> so so that we have, would be fire. We, so, okay. so we have this right, and these girls and these guys, they, you know, they love Childish Gambino, they love rap and all this stuff, and that's that's fun. They're American consumers. That's fun. My question is like, how will this the K-pop thing and J-pop and all these other Asian artists, how will they fit into that culture? And my other question is, will K-pop fans? go to Coachella just to see them and if so what's that clash like with the mm. audience because that's going to be interesting right because these like Whoa, right because yeah. K-pop audience members mm. they're like young girls and they're not as audacious as some of these like sorority Molly girls right, right. so like mm. I think yeah. there'll be an interesting thing mm. happening there How will, yes 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 but, but Korean girls do love watermelon so <laughs> that's going to be Check. no no problem there <laughs> yeah oh my gosh so so interesting yeah so Huh. Have you been to Coachella? I've not been to Coachella. Oh. I, I'm still deciding whether I want to go this year just because the lineup is so interesting. Yeah. 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 I was getting I, confused with Bonnaroo. Coachella is the one in, L, uh, in California. 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 Yes, okay. yes. So so the first question was just like what to make of. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like in one way, um, like these K-pop and J-pop groups um, going to Coachella will fit in and be really cool just because I think like part of the global international appeal and just fascination with k-pop generally is just how well produced everything is like their shows are so extravagant everything every music video has so much choreography like by default and just generally like the culture and the industry of k-pop you have all these um artists and performers going through like training academies at a super young age and so Mm. they're like groomed to be in this super well-produced environment and thinking about how uh this is not k-pop j-pop at all but like beyonce at coachella last year her production was that was enormous. crazy that was yeah. so many people and like yeah. it was amazing and so i feel like um coachella 
is a good place for that. So like I think mm. yeah. So I think people will enjoy that aspect. I also think so Coachella is not um, electronic music specifically, and I don't know if you've looked into this, but I think um, like Asian audiences comprise a huge component of um, like festivals like EDC mm-hmm. or okay. like electronic festivals. Didn't so there is like that asian like festival crowd that's so true um, bro a- a- asian american as well so like i don't think that will clash although yeah like definitely the like fashion sense and the kind of like lifestyle yeah don't they I camp don't out and know. stuff they do Dude, these korean girls this are not gonna want to camp <laughs> out that's disgusting <laughs> right they're, or they're, they're gonna camp this is, might be generalizing but i feel like it's they're gonna camp out but um like the k-pop and j-pop groups themselves they always have to like look really good doing it or it's like it's, <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know if it's a, makeup yeah. for camping yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 I love that I love yeah. that hatchet hose I love that <laughs> just made that up um, <laughs> you know what I, I think that you know I, I'm gonna go ahead and disagree with Woody here I know he said that K-pop wouldn't work in the US but I, I was watching a bunch of Blackpink's music videos today mm. and one thing that, that they've got going on for themselves is that they are good at dancing mm-hmm. but not too good. Does that make sense? Too good, as in interesting. Like it's danceable. Me. You can you can do it. You, you mean c- like like Chris Brown is like too good? He's something. too good. And 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 the thing with K-pop artists and some J-pop too, they'll make a dan- make little moves out of it. Like this is the song, or this is a dance move for mm. this song, and it's like you make a little gun and you shake your butt. Mm. Oh. This is something. Mm. This is something that a lot of people can do yeah. and dance mm. along. Right. This is why white people love the cha-cha slide because there are instructions <laughs> right. in the song. Yeah. Right. Because they don't know how to do it, and so but mm. so so this kind of thing, like if they're into it, same as Psy. Remember Psy? Right, yeah, Psy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that dance thing, the yeah, horse yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. So there's this. That's an interesting cultural piece to it. Whereas Chris Brown and like Nicki, they just Nicki Minaj, they, they just start twerking, and like yeah. not everyone can twerk. <laughs> not everyone can twerk. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Even with Charles Gambino, his music video, uh, "This Is America," he does. He, he popularized that move called the Guara Guara, oh. which is this thing. Yeah, you see yeah, that? yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. It's a South yeah. African move, but it's really mm. hard to do. Not not anyone can just do it. So mm. again, too difficult for the general consumer, right? <laughs> so I, I don't know. That's one yeah, thing I so definitely thought about. I think about. compared to a group like BTS, for sure, like Blackpink is yeah much more, yeah, like accessible. They yeah they have the, I think there is a stereotype that um, to an extent is false of yeah like like because these. K-pop, J-pop, whatever supergroups um, are super well produced. They like have no personality, um, and I think that paradigm is also changing. Like in, in like Blackpink, like the doo 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 video. Like there definitely is a lot of personality that I feel like comes out, and um, perfume as well in their videos. I think they're they're so big and like they're performing internationally in part because they have that like personality element to them. It's yeah. like oh like they, it, it's not like they're all homogenous and doing the same dance moves Dude, on stage. Dude, they're so... Uh, did you watch their no. music video at all? No. They're, it's... I mean, maybe... I don't know how much you know about this. I don't know that much, but it's so interesting watching the K-pop video and the J-pop video because yeah. it is so different. Like, mm, I think maybe mm. to the Western people, it all just kind of blends in together. Mm. How, how are they different? Because, well, they, it's, first of all, like, the makeup and the clothing, K-pop is, like, very sexy. Oh. Revealing. Yeah. Revealing. They, yeah. like, shake their butts a lot. J-pop, yeah. they've always been innocent. Like innocent girls because like schoolgirl kind of like yeah. they're like they I, I noticed that they didn't even dye their hair these girls in yeah their black yeah. hair they just kind of look like my mom's friends I don't know <laughs> just, I just kind of look like they weren't even that young I don't even know how old they are they didn't look that young to me um, mm. but that's but that's reflective of I think Japanese culture but I don't know mm. I, I think also J-pop artists aren't necessarily trying to make it in the U.S. Yes, whereas yes, I totally agree. And like K-pop, going back to that example of like songs being released in 
Korean, English, and Spanish. Yeah. I feel like they're much more set on being like world famous and therefore absorbing things like trap. Like I, I don't know if we'll hear like a J-pop song with a trap beat. No, they don't rap yeah, and stuff. They don't. Yeah. They don't. It, right. Whereas, like, I feel like it's mandatory to every K-pop group to have a rapper. You or have like one a rapper, designated right? rapper. Yeah. yeah. Rapper the, the, the girl group has one too, and she mm-hmm. kind of looks like Rihanna. She doesn't even look Asian. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Man, I'm not. I'm not going to Coachella though, bro. You yeah. know. I, I can't. We should go to one of these K-pop. Con- have you been to a K-pop? I would go concert? to a, like a regular ass concert. What yeah. do you mean, a regular ass K-pop I'm not, concert? I wouldn't go to a music festival. I, I oh, don't. No, I don't no, no, like no, no, porta no. potties. You know. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I have not been to a K-pop concert, but I've like read a ton about them. Um, I've been. I've actually had a couple of encounters virtually with um, like K-pop fan armies. Do you know about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know what that is. It is yeah. crazy. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, so K-pop, like BTS especially, but all these like big K-pop groups, they have like really, right. really loyal and active fan bases online to the point where they will want to continually stream like a BTS song to maximize their chances <gasps> of getting number one on Billboard. Like they will rally on Twitter, on whatever like social network of their choice to like, do that. I yeah. read about this, fake stats. Yeah. Oh yeah, right, yeah, but like yeah, is yeah. it fake? Right. Oh, like, if it's real, yeah, if it's a real is, guy Is it fake doing if it's it. real from the fans? Mm, but yeah, right. it's... Um, right, it just, just like blurs the line for sure. But we need people like that. We yeah, just listen like it's to our just podcast not, yeah, just on not repeat over and over on like five again. different phones and I feel shit like, like that. Some of our friends would do. Not our friends, our, our fans would do that. Maybe they would. We have some, di- we have some yeah. diehard friends. Yeah, yeah we do. Have friends, fans. <laughs> we need a. We need some an anal army. Anal army. With General General Mike, <laughs> Captain Mike, and Captain Fumi into the hole, gentlemen. Attention. <laughs> And we're back uh, with, uh, what is the segment called? Just games? Yeah, just games. Just games. Just games. Just games. So they're going to show you who. Um, today, uh, you know, we try to make something that's, you know, catered to, like, your general career and stuff like that. So we have a game uh, that we're going to play with you. I just ha- We just have one. But uh, this is, okay, so I'm going to read this, okay? This is how we're going to play this game. In this game, the playlist... Mike and Fumi will pitch new innovative playlist ideas, and Sherry will determine if they show any signs of success. Okay. That's because so funny. playlists are yeah. the new radio, as they say in the music industry. That is. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to just read some playlist ideas, and you're going to tell us uh, if you think that it could go viral or not. Cool. Okay. The first playlist is called Asian Love. Never, never before heard tracks of Asian moms saying, I love you, in 30 different Asiatic languages. <laughs> <laughs> oh to a trap God. beat. To a trap beat. <laughs> <laughs> and triple yes. <laughs> Oh my god, that yeah. I would totally promote that. Like you know, crazy. What's interesting, I, I read uh it might have been in the Asian Creative Network Facebook group or maybe the subtle Asian meme thing yeah. or traits. Somebody will you know, people are very obsessed with this concept of like saying getting getting an I love you from their parents. Mm. But the thought yeah. of it maybe it's because I'm actually Japanese, like the thought of it just makes me want to throw throw up. Oh I, really? I do not want to hear that from my parents. <laughs> so are so you are used to and prefer like like so you prefer not to hear that? Just, no. I don't think okay. I, I don't I don't know I might explode or something if I heard yeah. it. I don't know what would happen to me. Yeah. You know? Just because um, it's like the Y two K for me. It's mm. the it's the uh, it's like a um, neural pathway that's never been like Accessed. used before. Yes, yes, and once yes. it opens, just all the neurons. <laughs> yeah. are I mean, it's oh just like God. it's a, it's like you're going to work out, but you didn't warm up first. You know, yeah. you didn't stretch. You yeah, didn't yeah, stretch. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I love you is like a 350 pound squat. <laughs> 
but you've never you've never like done it before. You know what I'm saying? You're so used to just walking. That's that's so true. And uh, yeah, it's, it'll you subscribe to that. Thirty different Asiatic languages. That's pretty good. That is yeah. thirty different a- Asiatic languages yeah. of, of all of these different things. So yeah. like what I'm gonna hear in like a Mongolian intro? Yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah. It's kind of cool. I Interesting. Guess. I, trap yeah. beat. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. Okay. Uh, the second one here. This one is called. Uh, this playlist is called Hotter Than 9/11. Uh, this is a, a collection of the most fire, mind-shattering, country-uniting songs for a girl's night out. Every banger ends with a sample of the 9-11 explosion. Oh, oh my oh god! My god. Oh, Jesus! Oh no! We have that in audio? Oh no! <laughs> 9-11. So crazy. What do you think yeah. about 9-11? <laughs> oh my god. You can say no. You don't have to support this. These yeah. are just, these are just yeah. ideas. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no, but it, it does raise a question about um, like taking a political stance uh, in music I guess mm. which like normally you hear in the context of um, more like leftist or like democrat like democratic ideals where um, like now I like uh, Taylor Swift perfect example she there's a lot of speculation that she had a ton of fans who happened to be like alt-right or who would like treat her as like oh our white icon like white mm, queen or something and yeah. so she couldn't make a Stance like she didn't speak out when Trump got elected or anything, but but she did speak out for the latest midterms. Yes, to like yes, vote for yes, yes, these yes. specific candidates in Tennessee because the other ones, you know, yeah. So yeah. I think there's, I okay, yeah. I have heard just as like a side note, it might be interesting. There's like some, there's someone trying to make a film that had like an anti-abortion stance for for a reason, and they like could not get any music on it oh. because like no one would give it to them. Mm. So it's like, yeah, I, I guess I usually don't hear about both sides. Yeah, about, like, you, I you know, feel political you, music. You used to yeah. have a joke that was kind of like that, how um, like the KKK can't have a website. Oh, because, yeah. because no developer would want <laughs> make, to make their website. No, I think my joke was that if you go to KKK.com, which is a thing, oh it's really ugly. And that was my, <laughs> that was, but I thought that yeah. was so funny. And I was like, wait, I thought, why is it ugly? It's because people going to RISD are going to fucking work for the KKK. Yeah. So they don't have anybody who knows how to use Photoshop. Yeah. Exactly. So it was like Microsoft. Uh, and, that, and that's why like at like, you know, very right leaning political things, they can only play like Ted Nugent. Yeah. That's like yeah. the only dude they got. You know what I'm saying? They can't yeah. play any K-pop and shit like that. I, you know? <laughs> oh my God. That, wow. That's yeah. I feel like that moment is going to come. For for worse, but yeah. like when yeah when you hear mm. the K-pop song, yes, yeah. that's very true. Yeah, I think that you know. Yeah, I mean, I would reconsider then. You know, Why yeah. Not? yeah, I yeah. might cut that one out because nine eleven. This one's also risque, but I, I wrote it on the train here. Uh-huh. Okay, this one is called this playlist is called Get Out of My House. Okay, are you a thirty something mensch throwing a dinner party because you thought you'd try to be more social in two twenty nineteen, but now it's past midnight and you're getting anxious because your friends won't leave? Then this place, this playlist is perfect for you. This collection of sound bits by Bill Cosby, Louis C.K., <laughs> Kevin Spacey, and good old Harvey Weinstein will get you the alone time you need. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you'll never hear from anyone ever again. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a play- it's a playlist, though. I didn't, I didn't make it. It's just a playlist. <laughs> I didn't make it. I didn't do this. I didn't make it. I didn't make it. People are putting playlist. songs in it. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. What do you think? Useful? Maybe useful. Yeah. Yes, it, it may be useful, but I agree that is also alienating potentially. <laughs> <laughs> it would be kind of weird if you're at a party and like or you know you're in a car and sometimes people put on like stand-up comedy tracks yeah but it yeah. would be weird if somebody louis i can it's fine but if somebody put on bill cosby it, it is a little weird now you can't in, now you can't you can't leave because you're in the car with him oh that would be, you know? be really weird that'd be really weird huh that'd be really weird that's a funny like prank show right just playing him just playing like these you know like hey you want to watch i don't know what was the movie 
uh, Kevin Spacey's in. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really, really yeah. test your friendship, you know? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's going to be strange. Guys, I'm so sorry this, this got so dark. <laughs> you know, I know we started with like Asian mom stuff. And <laughs> that we was like, a good one. Maybe I'll put that at the end. I'll edit, I'll edit that, put it so at yeah, the end. And then, yeah, so, so <laughs> it's not a downer. Yeah, that was my mm-hmm. game. I mean, do you have anything you'd like to say or any playlist, any playlist ideas? Here, let's just read some of the, the things that I, I, that, um, I played a lot on my Spotify. Great. And you can yes. get a little bit of an understanding you of what can, makes Mike Nguyen tick. Great. Um, this is music consult- music consultation with Sherry. Mm. Yes, uh, because I am I'm super not hip. So um, hold on, I'm, I'm firing it up, firing it up. Even though it's ninety five, it takes a second. Okay, it's not my fault. It's just uh, it's just okay. Um, okay, here you go here, here you go. Go if here. You lo- if you look up rap twenty eighteen, go to maybe. home. Home. This is so sad. Home. Okay, go to home, and then. Uh, Oh no, no okay Go, Keep going down Made for Mike It'll say made for Mike And then your top songs From 2018 mm. I found oh, it okay. I found Hold it. on here Hold nice. on here Hold on here I'm gonna have to edit aha, All this out ma- Okay aha, 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 aha. It says made for Gina Because this is her account But uh, Oh, oh nice. god You're one of those husbands <laughs> Okay so Here's uh, <laughs> here's here's the first one Street Fighter 2 Reuse theme <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Wait yeah. Play that What the fuck Okay <laughs> So okay so, Like thinking about Street Fighter this is what you're listening to? <laughs> Not only that, it's an acapella version. <laughs> so you can sing. <laughs> hold on, this is this. Oh my god. Hold on, hold on. The... Yeah, son. Oh, what acapella group is this? Like, just like UCLA, Magical? This guy, his shit? name is Smooth McGroove. He's, all, he's really <laughs> big on YouTube. Smooth He's really big on YouTube. Uh, oh so, god. yeah, I listen that's to that sometimes incredible. because... I just want to pretend that I'm like in the video game. No, that's like <laughs> yes. I, I'm all for that. No, she's, it's like, she's, yeah, got yeah. she's got a point. She's got a point. Yeah, like yeah, like if you're on a commute, yeah, you know, making eye contact. Like you don't want to just be bored, right? You want to like create your own world yeah. with your music, oh, right? There you go. Of, like I'm gonna fight this battle. Or yeah. Gonna, yes. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Fumi. Wait, Mike. The, the bigger joke is: was that the only thing on that playlist? <laughs> Let me see another Just one. Just like ten times. <laughs> no, the second one is uh, I do I did love you know the card I like it you know that one yeah, I love yeah, yeah. Bad Bunny. Oh, Bad Bunny! Ooh, I love yeah. Bad Bunny. I think he's just he's, so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The Puerto Rican guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I only recently discovered Sicko Mode, even though it's like over now. Sicko but like, Mode. Sicko Mode. You know Travis, Travis Scott. Scott. See, there you go. It's also know. it's like uh, in like industry talk. It's. Um, Almost like a joke, but that's not actually a joke because it has like 30 songwriters on it. Oh, really? Yeah. Because it's what? like three different songs also. Like it that's, feels that's like there's true. three yeah. movements almost. But yeah, yeah but yeah, but yeah I didn't like, know it's that. It's the only song I know where like, if you, so on Spotify, there's an option to look up like the credits uh-huh. and you just keep scrolling. It's like 30 <laughs> like songwriters. That's producers. crazy. Really? Yeah. Shit. 30 yeah. writers, huh? That's too many. Well, that's pretty good, Mike. That was fun. Do yeah. You anything, what's your most embarrassing thing? Um, Honestly, that's... I mean, this, the the real one is pretty bad. Yeah, you know, looking at these wrapped lists, I, you know, we like to think of ourselves as like artistic, you know, unique individuals. But then when I saw that Cardi B was my top, I was like, I'm just like mm. everybody else. Yeah, you know? man, we're all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is so interesting because do you remember the the, um, the day that Drake's face was on all the Spotify playlists? Do you remember this? Why or was did it you on see there? this? Why? Okay. So when I when might have s- seen it, but I didn't think anything of it. Okay. Because <laughs> he's also the most per- like popular yeah. person, so it's like fine. So, so he, when Scorpion came out, oh, his yeah. latest album, he, like Spotify did what was called their first ever like global artist campaign, and they put Drake's face on top of um, like 50 playlist 
covers and ones that didn't even make sense like his face was on the playlist for British hits oh <laughs> shit <laughs> that had nothing to do yeah I don't even think a Drake song was in the playlist they just put his face okay, on it okay. I don't know man yeah. you ever been to a British pub for sure they'll eventually <laughs> yeah. play I mean that's, everywhere that's you true. go yeah. in Europe yeah. just eventually you'll hear some Drake yeah, that's yeah, true yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but so then like did that work? The, the year, yeah so the urine stats would come out and it's like oh Drake was the most uh, one of those popular artists on Spotify. It's like, yeah, duh. Oh, it's because <laughs> you put you, it like, pushed. Yeah, yeah. In the Italian everywhere. opera playlist, there's Drake. <laughs> Your favorite coffee right. shop, Drake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, that's fake stats, bro. Mm-hmm. Fake stats. Mm-hmm. Fake stats. Yeah. But uh, you know what's not fake? Ryu. That he's real. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, everybody, that was episode 48. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Again, our guest today was Sherry Hu. Sherry, do you wanna, uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? Anything coming up? Any conferences? Anything like that where people can check you out? Yeah, uh, next week, for anyone who's in DC, um, Slate is actually hosting a panel, like super informal about music streaming. I'll be speaking there. Wow. Um, it's the evening of the 23rd, January 23rd. So, Damn. Yeah. She's got like real fire gigs uh, yeah i know like <laughs> real ones slate. real ones slate <laughs> in dc well i'm going to be at the peach pit and no i'm not uh cool and you can follow uh us on instagram we have a joint account at asian not asian pod and you can also find us individually you can find me at the fumi abe that's t-h-e-f-u-m-i-a-b-e you can find me on instagram at nice pants bro and uh don't forget to uh subscribe to our uh, patreon page that's patreon.com slash asian not asian pod and uh, if you become a member, you can have access to our secret Facebook group and you can talk to us more frequently and stuff. And yeah. We have a bunch of cool bonus content coming up, okay? And we're going to release it once we get 100 Patreons. I think we have like 80 something right now. Yeah. So we're close. We're getting there. We're almost there. there. But once we get 100, we're going to release a bunch of shit. And it's going to be really cool. So definitely check that out and get in on that. Yes. Uh, sure. Do you have a Twitter? I do, yes. Um, it's probably the easiest way to reach me. Uh, my handle is SherryHu42. The number is 42. 42. Where's 42? Yeah. Um, it was, so I think when I first made that handle, it was in reference to the meaning of life from oh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> okay. That's cool though. Yeah. yeah. It also rhymed with Sherry Who. I was That's trying to perfect. think of like a good rhythm. Yeah. Oh, good. okay. Cool, cool, cool. Oh yeah. And, and iTunes. Forget about iTunes. Oh yes. And yes. Uh, check us out on iTunes. Leave a review. Leave Please a comment. Leave that's, a review. Um, you know, that's that's the way that we're going to bubble up to the surface because right yes. now when you type in Asian, you get a whole bunch of like random Podcast. podcasts that well, have you know we've been number one for a while we have well, we? on the first page we've been on the first well, page we get, we get knocked you know knocked down to the second page sometimes but we're bit we we've definitely ranked up because yeah. we used to be like page seven yeah you know yeah we got to beat the my goal is to beat the asian madness project <laughs> <laughs> they always come up before us oh i know so creepy maybe they're a cool podcast i guess so it's like a ghost one right you talk about ghosts this freaks me out so i just want to beat them all right and then uh any other announcements hack city thank you everybody for coming out um our next show will be we don't really know when it's yet when it's gonna be yet it's right? gonna yeah we're, we're, we'll announce it soon we're uh, working through some logistics but right. uh, thank but you everyone for coming out yes and if you wanna stay up to date with Hack City follow us on Instagram or find us on Facebook uh, just type in Hack City Comedy with a Facebook page and we post on there so check us out on there uh, and then uh, oh lastly uh, I don't wanna forget to uh, give a shout out to our, uh, our partners listening party Network and uh, Canal Street Radio, Canal Street Market. Check out the crew on Instagram. You can find them at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market. And uh, I think that's it, right? Yep. Okay. Thanks for coming on the show, Sherry. Thank you. This Bye. Fun. Bye.